listening to the Creating a Brand podcast, where we deliver weekly masterclass interviews on topics to help you make your first or next step in business the right one. I'm your host, Alex Sanfilippo. Are you busy? Simple question, I know, but almost anyone would immediately respond by saying yes. The problem is this, when we're busy, it's nearly impossible to grow our businesses. Busyness can be the trap that keeps us from making any progress at all. Today's guest is my friend, Kate Erickson. She has built a seven-figure, high-profit business with a small staff known as Entrepreneurs on Fire, along with John Lee Dumas. And get this, she doesn't work 24-7. In addition, Kate is also the host of the podcast, Ditch Busy. After listening to her podcast, not only do I highly recommend it, but I also realized that she would be an ideal guest to talk to us about how we can begin to ditch busy so we can grow our businesses. For links to the resources that will be mentioned in this episode, you can visit creatingabrand.com slash 072. And now here is my conversation with Kate Erickson. Kate, welcome to the Creating a Brand podcast. So excited to have you here with us today. Alex, I'm stoked to be here. Thank you so much for inviting me on. Definitely. Now, I mentioned this before we start recording, but I mentioned it again. You have the best cover art of any podcast I've ever seen. And as a podcaster, I have to say it because as soon as I saw your podcast, Ditch Busy, I was like, I'm a little jealous of this. It looks so good. (laughs) (laughs) I so appreciate that. It did take a little bit of work to get there just because you know, sometimes you have something in your mind, but then like trying to communicate that to somebody who actually is good at design can be really difficult. So yeah, thank you so much. I appreciate it. Of course. And for the listeners today, just so you all know, that is a tough task. Any designer that's worked with me, I'm not a mean person, but they tend not to like me afterwards because I did a thousand revisions. I'm like, no, that's not what's in my head, but I can't tell you what's in my head. You have to figure it out. Exactly. So I, I relate really well to that. But I, not only do I like the cover of your podcast, I also like the topic, Ditch Busy. You talk about how to overcome busyness so we can actually continue to grow our businesses and even our personal lives as well. And I just think this is such an important topic for creating a brand because many of us we're on our own. We're maybe still working a nine to five job and we just have a side hustle and there's, it's busy, right? Actually having a company can be busy, but how can we do enough of the busy work, but also the work that matters, it's meaningful to growing our business. And that's really what I want to jump into talking with you about today. Cause I know you've done such a good job with entrepreneurs on fire and really being the engine of that business and really just making it continue to grow profitably and not get into the busyness of it. Because let's face it, I'm sure you guys get a million emails a day. It could be a very busy job. Yeah, absolutely. And it's just like something that I luckily really geek out on. I mean, I love time management. I'm so passionate about the topic. I'm incredibly passionate about time freedom. And so when I get to talking about like this idea of always being busy and, you know, I know so many entrepreneurs, myself included, I've totally been guilty of this, but it can sometimes feel like being busy means that we're being productive. And that is very rarely the case. (laughs) So yeah, Yeah. I just love talking about this kind of stuff. And, and I love approaching it too, Alex, from a standpoint of this is not just like a one and done type thing. Like you don't, uh, you don't take back control of your time and then like, you just never have to work at it anymore. So what I really try and approach this topic, um, from a standpoint of this is a lifestyle change. This is, as you pointed out, it's not just about like having great time management skills in your business. It's also about having great time management skills in your life so that you can actually start living the life that you want. Because so often what, how we spend our time on a day-to-day basis is not in alignment with how we say we want to be living our lives. And that's really my goal when I talk about this kind of stuff is to have that mindset shift and to really make this a lifestyle change. 
So I'm going to start off with a really tough question here because I agree with you 100%. I've been in that place in the, the busy trap, if you will, where I've just really fallen into it. But I feel like checking things off a list and being productive is the right move to get me closer to that lifestyle that I'm dreaming of. But it, it really isn't. Do you find that the mindset is the first issue that we have to overcome? Or what are your thoughts on that? I think it's a huge part of it. I really feel that, you know, again, going back to this idea that like, oh, if I'm busy, that means I'm getting a lot of stuff done. And if I'm getting a lot of stuff done, that means that I'm making progress towards my goals. But what we don't often take uh, the time to step back and ask ourselves is, what is my goal? You know, sometimes we get so busy doing the things that we don't take a step back to ask ourselves, like, what's more important is you can work on as many things as you want, but they have to be the right things. And if they aren't the right things, then you're just taking yourself, you're like segmenting your journey. And if you are clear on what your goal is and you have a plan in place to get there, then it becomes about working on the things that get you closer to that goal versus things that, you know, can sometimes be very sneakily disguised as something that could get you closer to that. But oftentimes, you know, we all run into the shiny object syndrome. Um, we've all been in a position where maybe we have an opportunity come our way where we think like, oh my goodness, I have to do this. But yeah, having that mindset and something that's just been absolutely critical for me on my time management journey is being able to call myself out. You have to have that accountability with yourself. And I think that that's a big piece of the mindset too. You have to be willing to admit that you're wrong. You have to be willing to ditch the idea that just because you've invested time in it, that like, you know, you want to keep doing it and see it through. Like, no, it's not about that. It's about recognizing what can I be working on right now that is actually going to help me accomplish what's most important to me. That's so good. I'm actually going to share my story right here with that because I had to get real with myself at one point because I am a recovering, not recovered, but recovering uh, mm. addict of busyness, not business, but busyness, where I was the guy who just got, I got a lot out of checking things off a list every day. But the problem is I just kept on doing that every single day. And I realized that I was just completely into the busyness of what I was doing and nothing I was doing was actually growing. I was just getting more and more busy. And yeah, I got more efficient. I was able to check more things off a list, but they weren't the meaningful things. And you kind of talk about where this begins is actually knowing the goal. How do you sit down and really get real with yourself, pull yourself away from the busyness and actually sit down to evaluate the goal? Where do you, how do you do this? What is your strategy for that? You know, most of the time it is the simplest thing, but it's something that we very rarely actually do. You have to schedule the time on your calendar and be good with sitting down and literally putting pen to paper and writing out what your goals are. Not, not many people do this. And I know that it sounds like, I mean, it, it sounds like, of course you do that. But so often we're thinking about our goals, we're envisioning in our minds and, you know, maybe saying to ourselves or, um, you know, even talking it out loud, but like putting pen to paper and creating smart goals that are specific, measurable, attainable, relevant, and time bound. I can almost guarantee you that 90% of entrepreneurs, especially when we're just getting started, because, oh man, talk about like shiny objects and, and potentially being able to go in a million different directions. I mean, right. that it's so tough. And that's the thing with this is like, 
Everything that we're talking about here is not easy. It's not easy. If it were, everybody would not be busy. Nobody would ever feel overwhelmed. You wouldn't feel stressed out about stuff. You wouldn't be frustrated by a growing to-do list instead of a to-do list that's smaller. Like this stuff is not easy. And so when we talk about super simple ideas, like scheduling an hour on your calendar to get super clear on what your goals are, like this is something that so many people don't do. So, I mean, that's where it starts. You have to give yourself the time to actually think about it. And then when you do sit down to put pen to paper, like, let's say, um, let's say you're just starting out in your business, right? Um, you are brainstorming like your topic, your idea, what you're going to do. You're trying to figure out the medium that you're going to create content and, and grow an audience from. Um, you're, you're wondering if like you should get trademarked and like all this other stuff, you need to get a website up and running. Um, you want to start building relationships. And so like, maybe you're looking at events or like ways that you're going to do that. I mean, I just named like off the top of my head, five really important things that you should be thinking about when you're starting a business, mm -hmm. but you have to think of it also in respects of what is required to get me to the next step. Cause when we just sit and think about all of those things, like that's overwhelming. That can be, that can feel stressful to think that you need to try and do all of those things at one time. Let me give you permission. You do not need to do all of those things at one time. Yes, all of those things need to happen, but not all of them need to happen right now. And that's a very important thing to keep in mind when you're sitting down and writing out goals is that you can write down 20 goals that are really important that all have to or all you really want to accomplish. But please don't ever get caught up in thinking that all of them have to be accomplished at the same time. So when you get those out on paper, for me, this is like a really great practice. And it kind of goes back to the mindset too. There's also a ton of psychology around this of like, when you try and hold stuff up in your head, it's just going to continue to be a weight on your shoulders, like, you know, literally and figuratively. Right. And when you can get that out on paper and have peace of mind that like, okay, trademarking is something I want to look into. It's probably not my most important thing. It's not my priority right now, but now that I have it down on paper and I have the organization and the plan in place that allows me to understand and have peace of mind that I will check in on that. Let me really focus on what's most important right now. Do you find that people that are struggling with this, when they actually sit down and do this, this act of writing down the goals, right? When people actually sit down and do this, is the next thing when they're trying to prioritize them, is that a struggle for people as well that you're coaching? Do you find that people are saying, okay, I don't know what to do next. What's your advice for somebody in that seat? A hundred percent of the time. And when it, when it okay. comes, <laughs> and, and I do it, I do it too. Even today, again, like this is a ever evolving, like constant thing that we need to be working on. You know, I call myself out just today on looking at my list of things that I wanted to accomplish today and trying to put something before uh, another task that was way more important than that. So um, when you're looking at like the goals that you have set out and you're saying, okay, which one, wh what's my next right step? Um, that is either looking at your overall life goals, because at any given moment, like we might have a, a business goal, a personal goal, a health and wellness goal, a 
family-related goal. And that's just about looking at the time that you have available and being super realistic about how much time you have right now in order to, you know, start working on whatever it is that you're looking at. Your next right step It might be diving into your business goal if that's the time that you have scheduled to work on business, but your next right step right now might be, you know, spending time with your family, or it might be hopping on the phone with your best friend, or it might be doing a workout for your own health and wellness. So again, I go back to the beginning where I talked about like, this isn't just like exclusive to business. This should be something that you're working on in your entire life in order to get to that lifestyle freedom that, you know, I think most of us want. Um, But to go back to your question directly about, you know, what's the, what's the next right thing? Sometimes it's not clear. And I wish that I had a better answer than that. But in a scenario where you're looking at three different goals, and you can't really tell which one is most important right now, which should be your priority, my recommendation is to pick one and start because the worst thing you can do is spin your wheels, second guessing yourself and not doing anything. So choose one and go. The problem with trying to then simultaneously like, well, I don't know which one to choose. So let me kind of try and make progress on all three. That is going to set you back even more. So pick one, start on that path. And I promise you action reveals answers. So if you take action on just one of those goals, and then a week later, or a day later, or an hour later, you kind of have this realization, like, you know what, I now that I'm kind of diving into this, like this other thing actually seems like it might be more important. Stop and start the other goal. Like you don't have to be able to see that entire staircase to take that first step, right? Sometimes it's just about starting. Uh, it's so good. I think that's great advice is just to get started on one of them. You're gonna actually going to see some form of result. It's going to present itself when you actually start taking action. I think that that's really brilliant. And I, I like that you also brought the entire life into this. It's not just business. I'm just going to steal a, a word or two from, from your book here and just call it, it's a ditch busy lifestyle is what this is. Mm-hmm. We have to decide that holistically, this is what we want to do with our time, the way we want to, we want to live it. So before I move into some specifics here, because again, I know that you've done a lot of coaching in this space. You've clearly had a ton of experience with entrepreneurs on fire in this space. But first, is this a regular practice that you have reviewing these goals? Is it every time you complete one, do you have a certain time blocked out in your calendar to go back and just, and, and check out where you're at and have like a pulse on it? I love using categories and this really helps me from the perspective of like getting this holistic, like whole life situation under control without, you know, completely going crazy. And so what I do when I'm looking at my goals is I create goals and categories. So I have business goals. I have personal goals. I have health and wellness goals. I have relationship goals and so on. You know, you might have six categories. You might have three categories. So um, what I find is very helpful is when when I'm looking at these like different buckets or categories is I'm going to start listing out my goals under each of those headings, if you will. And that way, when I'm going to, you know, plan my day or plan my week, then I'm not a a huge fan of like looking out too far in the future, because I've done a ton of work around being present and staying in the now. And so um, the, the best way for me, and I'm not saying that this is going to be the best way for everyone is to keep it quarterly. So in every single one of my 
categories, I have quarterly goals. It might be if it's, you know, a massive goal that I think is going to take the entire quarter, then I will just have that one goal. And then maybe any other goals that I see for the future, I have them on the back burner. I know they're there, but I'm not going to let them distract me or take me off course with what I say is most important to me right now. And then, you know, maybe in, in one category, I have three goals. And, and I know that based on my plan and my time commitments and being realistic about my other commitments, that I am going to be able to accomplish those three goals in that one quarter. And so it's a constant check-in with myself and my goals and my categories. And um, again, going back to making those goals smart, if I have successfully made every one of my goals smart, then I'm going to have metrics that I can check in on. So it's sort of like a, a review period, if you will. And, and I would recommend scheduling out these review periods with any goal that you have set so that you can go back to that metric and you can see where you're at. Are you way behind schedule? Are you ahead of schedule? What's working really well? What's not working really well? How can you, um, what types of things can you um, pivot on or implement that are different that might help you, you know, get out of those things that aren't working for you. And this kind of framework is so critical to not only keeping like positive momentum, but also learning so many lessons from how we're spending our time. Because the more that we can zone in on um, and, and focus in on what's working really well for us, we can start to implement that in other areas of our lives. So if I find out that it works really, really well for me to do a one hour morning routine, because I know that that's going to set the tone for me for the rest of the day, regardless of if I'm doing business, family, um, personal, like health and wellness, whatever it might be, then like, I'm going to let that help inform future decisions that I make. So absolutely. I think reviews, checking in, having those metrics, and that's really what's going to hold you accountable too, to not only staying focused, but to actually achieving what you say you want. I love it. I actually really like that you just go at the quarter length as well. You're not going five years in the future. Uh, there's something that Dr. Ivan Meisner says, which is be where your feet are. And I think that's really hard for entrepreneurs because we're thinking, okay, I'm going to be a multi-million dollar business in five years from now. So our head's kind of in the clouds. But if we just look at the next quarter, it's more realistic to say, okay, here's what I can actually do in the next 90 days. And I can actually do this goal. It's obtainable. Instead of being like, all right, I got to build a million dollar business. So you make it a lot smaller, a lot more actionable. I really uh, admire the way that you do that. And I definitely uh, learned something here. I hope that creating a brand audience is pulling something from this as well. We'll get right back to today's episode, but first I wanna share the number one organic marketing strategy for growing your brand. It's called podcast guesting. Whether you're an established business owner or an entrepreneur that's just getting started, being a guest on podcast is the smartest marketing move that you can make. To help you become a successful guest, I've put together a 12-step guide for podcast guesting, which will explain everything from the gear you need to quickly finding the ideal podcast to be a guest on. If you'll visit creatingabrand.com slash guest, you'll be able to get started immediately. No email or registration required. I trust that this 12-step guide will serve you well in your podcast guesting journey. And now let's get back to today's episode. I'd like to transition our conversation to talk about one thing specifically that seems to keep entrepreneurs busier than anything else. Kate, you can probably guess what I'm about to say here. Email seems to be the thing that really just bogs us down and really gets us in this busy trap, if you will, myself included in this inbox zero, something that I'm constantly chasing that I know I shouldn't be. 
And I know that you at Entrepreneurs on Fire must get just 10x the emails that I get every single day. So I'd love to hear how you've been able to manage this and keep this busy work from controlling your time. Mm, yeah. Oh my goodness. Okay. So there are a few tools that I use to manage my email that I'm going to share with you in just a couple of minutes. But before I do that, or whenever I'm, uh, you know, after I kind of explain the foundation of how I manage that is, and, and this extends to, again, this is a great um, example of a way that I know works really well for me in email. And I've allowed it to inform my decisions of how I manage other things as well. So this is for email specifically right now, but think about how you could extend this to any task that you do during your day. I set a timer. I'm not allowed to just go into my inbox and indefinitely be in there because for anyone chasing inbox zero, you know, just as well as me, you could be in there all day and you still might not reach inbox zero. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, so I have very specific timers set when I do dive into email and that helps me stay on top of it. It helps hold me accountable and, um, a, a way that, like the timing's going to be different for everyone, right? Because maybe you have a nine to five that you're working, maybe you're taking care of family, you have kids, um, you know, maybe your parents live with you, whatever the case may might be, we all have different commitments throughout the day. For me personally, I never check email first thing in the morning. Alex, you probably know exactly why, because if I do it first thing in the morning, I'm using my most important and uh, my highest productivity bandwidth Mm -hmm. and focus and all of that, I don't want to use that on email. Not that I don't think that email is incredibly important. I'm just not going to let my, you know, my most focused and productive period go to a task like that. So first thing in the morning, I'm always like Brian Tracy says, eating that frog. The very first thing that I do every single morning is the most difficult thing I will come in contact with the entire day. Because when I do that, I've got that um, willpower behind me. I've got the productivity. I've got the momentum. I've got the focus. And then usually after I accomplish that first big thing is when I'll do like my first inbox sweep. And let's say I let myself in there for a half an hour. Typically when I'm looking through my emails, like I go through and anything that I haven't, if I'm on like a newsletter list or something that I haven't opened an email from that person in the last month, I unsubscribe knowing Mm -hmm. that I can subscribe anytime I want. I'm not missing out on anything. No FOMO. Like if you haven't opened it in the last month and really given it a good go of like actually consuming that content, then you don't even need it in your inbox. And, and I do that consistently with emails that are spam. I mark them spam. If I don't want them, I unsubscribe. Um, so that is, that's really good for just like a first sweep. And then I'm looking at which emails actually need my attention right now. So if I scan through and I see something from one of our community members, they need help with our paid membership. Um, you know, I'm routing that appropriately. Uh, a lot of that is delegated to my virtual assistant. So I open the email, I respond to it, but whatever action needs to be taken on that email is delegated. Um, You mentioned a lot of people are solo uh, and I totally get that and I understand that. Um, And that's where the tools that I use come into play. So three major tools that I use that save me massive amounts of time in my inbox. Boomerang for Gmail. And if you don't use Gmail, there are Boomerang-like tools. Boomerang allows you to schedule emails out for to send at a later time. So you don't get into that kind of like back and forth inbox game with people. 
It also um, has great follow-up capability. So if I send an email and I need to follow up with somebody, if they don't reply to me, Boomerang will send that email back to me if I don't receive a reply within whatever time frame I give it. So the second one is canned responses. This would be for any email templates where you're responding with a same or similar message. You can always personalize them. It doesn't have to be sent exactly like that, but creating a canned response email templates can be incredibly time-saving. And then Text Expander is a software that you download. You pay like a ridiculously low amount of money for such a high netting return. I think it's like $18. And Text Expander allows you to create snippets so you can have short keys for entire paragraphs, for your email address, for just responses that you find yourself giving a lot. And those three tools help me get through my inbox. I get to inbox zero, I'm in there for very specific periods of time. I'm setting a timer. I'm in and I'm out. And that accountability can be is so helpful. 100%. I love those tools you just mentioned. I have a link to each of them in the show notes. Kate, thank you so much for that. Before we end today, can you give us one last piece of advice or wisdom on the topic of ditching busy? Yeah, I, I mean, something that I don't think we consider enough is being realistic with our time. And that's where so much of our stress and our time management comes into play. You, When you can look at your schedule and be realistic about the time you have available and how much you can accomplish in that time, that will change the game right there. So stop overloading your plate, stop putting too much on it, stop saying yes to everything, be realistic with your time, and that's gonna help you make a huge shift right there on a day-to-day basis. Love it. That's a great way to end this episode. Kate, I could have talked to you for hours. I felt like this time went way too fast on a topic that I love. But thank you so much for being with us today. I really appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely, Alex. Thank you so much for inviting me. After listening to this episode, you can tell that Kate is passionate about the topic of ditching busy. I trust that this episode has challenged you to take action, to find ways to remove the busyness from your daily life, your business, and of course, your inbox. I know them will be downloading the email tools that she referenced during this episode, and I'll definitely have links to them in the show notes for you as well. Kate, thank you again for helping us all to refocus on what matters so we can grow our businesses. I certainly hope to have you back on the show sometime soon. For a link to Kate Erickson's podcast, Ditch Busy, and her website, please visit creatingabrand.com slash 072. Thank you as always for listening, and I'm looking forward to bringing you another masterclass episode next week.